A former Miss Hitler participant and her partner have been jailed for belonging to a neo-Nazi group and a German hotel bans overweight guests. And another man opens up a saloon for squirrels. These are the Weird News stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in a closet. Yes, we're classy, baby. I got some weird stories from around the world. Thanks for joining me here. Let's get right into it. Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. Miss Hitler and her partner have been jailed for belonging to a neo-Nazi group. A former Miss Hitler pageant entrant and her partner were jailed in the UK for belonging to an extreme right-wing neo-Nazi group called National Action. Uh, I assume all Miss Hitler pageant entrants are neo-Nazis, right? I mean, you would <laughs> it's a good way to find neo-Nazis. Just hold like a Miss Hitler beauty pageant. And just arrest them all. You could do it with guys, too. Just have like a, I don't know, a Mr. Hitler poker tournament. <laughs> and Justin's all in. And he's all in for Hitler. They're arresting him. <laughs> right. So sentencing happened this week. Uh, and it comes after Alice Cutter, age 24, and her partner Mark Jones, age 25, were convicted of membership of a terrorist group uh, alongside some other Wonderful citizens, uh, Gary Jack, age 24, Connor Scothern, age 19. What is with these youngsters? They're just, I don't know, they're just being youth Hitler organizers. Is that what's going on? They want to feel part of a group, you know? The, uh... <laughs> you know, young people feel great alienation and they want to belong to something. So this is what's happened. What happened to flag football, guys? Just join a flag football. Play some softball, you know, like like Jonesy does on the weekends. You don't have to join a neo-Nazi group. You can find community in other ways. Now, apparently, this neo-Nazi group called National Action became the first far-right group to be banned under Britain's terror laws in 2006. It's actually a criminal offense in the UK to be a member of the organization, which has been described by the country's home office as, quote, virulently, virulently racist. Uh, I think that means very racist. Why didn't you just write very racist uh, author of this article? Why are you going to get all fancy? They're also described as anti-Semitic and uh, obviously homophobic, among other things. Yeah, these people aren't very nice. Um, I think in the United States, though, you're allowed to be a member of such groups. We have uh, we have uh, certain freedoms here that, that you don't find in other places. And it makes me wonder... Uh, is this wrong to just arrest somebody for being part of a group if they haven't committed a criminal offense, if they haven't been convicted of terror? I mean, I don't know if that's right. Um, I don't know if I agree. I don't agree with the principles of the people that belong to this organization, but you know, I don't feel as though they need to be rounded up and arrested just by being a member of this organization unless they've committed a crime, um, especially a violent crime, which, you know, we always wonder, will groups like this commit violent crimes? I think in a lot of cases they do, but if they're not, I mean, I don't I don't see anything wrong with being a member of such things. Look, at people are weird, man. They're into weird shit. What am I going to tell somebody they can't have a, a flip-flop fetish? I mean, as long as you're not stealing the neighborhood's flip-flops to have sex with in your studio apartment, go to, go to town with your flip-flop fetish, you know? Uh, I always think of this uh, 
quote by the poet Robert Frost, who happened to come from the uh, area of the country where I was born in, um, the Merrimack Valley. Uh, uh, Robert Frost, I believe he once said, uh, the key to happiness is to learn to appreciate people you don't approve of. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what Weird AF News is doing too. It's I'm introducing you introducing you to people that we don't approve of and we can all laugh and kind of appreciate that, you know. Now, the article towards the end here gives us gives us some more details and this is sort of an insight into how the UK handles such groups. According to the police, these four individuals became members of the neo-Nazi group and met regularly to share their extreme ideology and to attend demonstrations. When the organization was banned, police noted that the group held secret meetings to discuss their ambitions for a race war, recruited young people to the group and shared intensely shocking images Mocking the Holocaust and glorifying Hitler. Okay, so now are the are the activities of this group now uh, criminal? Would you say if you're sharing images mocking the Holocaust, glorifying Hitler? I think we're walking a very tight rope here on um, what is illegal and what um, is not. Mm, it's a dicey thing, you know. In, in America, I don't know. I don't think these people would be arrested for just doing those things. I don't agree with those things, of course. Um, the point of view, the ideology that's going on here, I think, is just it. It adds to the to the messy noise, and it really is a it is a, a hindrance to any sort of progress um, anywhere in the world. You know, uh, as far as embracing people that are different than you. I mean, it's just. Look at guys, the, the world, if you don't know, the world is getting more and more crowded and more and more different and more and more diverse and more and more weird. And you have to just embrace all these things. If you don't learn to embrace these things, you're going to, you're just setting yourself up for a very uncomfortable, uh, tense lifestyle, a life of, uh, high blood pressure. Really? You just, you got to embrace the weird. You got to embrace the different, or you're just going to have a heart attack, man, at 38. And you just don't need that, do you? I don't think so. Let's get back into the Miss Hitler situation, too, because I didn't really – the article didn't really give enough information about the Miss Hitler contest. I'm just curious about that. How, how is that legal in the UK, but this group isn't? Like, that seems strange to me. Like, shouldn't the police be – you know, if this is what you're into, UK, if you don't like – if you're anti-neo-Nazis and the groups that are formed around this ideology, wouldn't you just arrest everybody at a – Hitler contest, Miss Hitler, like, isn't that, shouldn't that be a banned activity? <laughs> By the way, she's quite cute, quite cute. I'm surprised she didn't win. Um, I tell you right now, I'm curious to see how a, a Miss Hitler beauty pageant goes down, man. I just, <laughs> that seems so, so strange to me. So I'm so curious. Aren't you curious about that? Anybody ever attend one of these things? I need to find out more about this. Of course, you wouldn't admit that you were there, would you? I don't know. <laughs> A hotel in Germany has banned overweight guests. Yes, a hotel boss bans guests that weigh over 20 stone after one man broke a bed and some other things. What is 20 stone, by the way? What are we using these sort of metrics over in Germany? Is this a thing in Europe still? You're using 20 stones? What is... <laughs> We're using some, like, you know, weights and measurements that are from Neanderthal times. Oh, yes. I would like a, I would like some ham, please. Yes. How much ham, sir? I would like uh, 20 pebbles worth of ham weight. <laughs> that makes no sense. 
So this hotel owner in Germany, she was slammed after she banned overweight guests, as she probably should be. Although, I don't know. I've never seen her hotel. Is it, is it a little rickety? Can it not handle the weight? Angelica Hargsheimer owns the Beach Hotel Salenberg Resort in Cuxhaven, Lower Saxony. She wrote on her website that anyone who weighs more than 20 stone should not stay at the hotel. Wow, for someone who uses weight measurements such as, such as 20 stone, I'm impressed that she has a website, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought she might have wrote this on the side of a tree. <laughs> There's a disclaimer on her website. Um, here It reads, for, ve- for reasons of liability, we would like to point out that the interior of the hotel is not suitable for people with a body weight of more than 130 kilograms. Uh, 130 kilograms. I'm trying to translate that into pounds. What is that? 160, 70 pounds? That's not that big. Lady, your hotel would never survive in the United States. I'm just going to tell you right now. (laughs) Miss Hogsheimer. Hogsheimer. She told the media that her reasoning comes from fears that overweight guests might damage her classic furniture. She also added that she wants to have a designer hotel, so did not want any sturdier furniture. She's turned down sturdier furniture for the classic furniture. Unfortunately, the classic furniture is very old and delicate. It's quite flimsy, rickety, you know. (laughs) So basically, you have antique furniture in your hotel, and fat people break that shit. I understand. I understand. That's true. They do. They will break your furniture. Um, I don't know what this means, though. I mean... (laughs) Hey, it's a private it's a private place of business. You can say whatever you want about the lady. She has a private business. She can choose to allow certain people in if she doesn't want to. I mean, now you, you can sue her all day for whatever the hell. But uh what do they call that? Oh, it's called discrimination, Jonesy. You insensitive prick. Um Hey, it's just not, you know, I mean, look, if I own the ba- a batting cage, right, batting cages, I don't let drunk people in my batting cages, all right? If you're wasted, you come, you're not hitting baseballs, wasted. It's not happening. It's not happening. I don't know if that's a good analogy, is it? Is that stupid? That probably makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, I shouldn't even try and defend this woman, right? Obviously, she's not. <laughs> she's, uh, I don't know. I kind of empathize with her, though. I really do. I really do. She's got nice furniture, like, you know. Uh... <laughs> Now, the lady claims that um, she says her disclaimer is not discriminatory. It was introduced after she was sued by an overweight guest whose bed collapsed when he was sleeping. Well, okay, then it actually doesn't come from any place other than it's a liability for her to have a certain uh, hefty guest in on the premises. She's been sued. This is her experience. And so she's trying to protect herself financially. Um, so I can kind of understand where this is coming from. The man reportedly sued for damages, and the case was settled out of court. Miss Hagesheimer said overweight guests had struggled to get into the showers or complained of being uncomfortable on the chairs in the breakfast area in the first place. So maybe it's a big win-win for everybody if you just you know you just don't have these overweight guests coming, coming to the hotel. Um, but I don't know how you avoid uh, you know federal anti-discrimination agencies getting on your case for this. I mean I, I just don't know. You know it's a strange world we live in where. Everybody's just fighting to have every experience available for every kind of person. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's the way to go, guys. I think by doing so, you're putting square pegs into round holes in many situations. And, and overall, generally, taking away from 
great experiences that would be, you know, appropriate for a certain niche of the culture. What are you talking about, Jonesy? I don't know. Read between the lines what I'm saying here, you know. I'm just saying we don't have to live in a world where everybody can do everything. Like, look at I'm I'm short, okay? I realize that there's certain things I can't participate in, you know? I don't go and play basketball and be like, everybody lower the hoop for me, please. Could you lower the hoop? I want to dunk. I should be able to dunk. It should be my freedom. To dunk. No. I deal with the fact that I'm not tall. I deal with the fact that I'm a Caucasian and I go up in flames if I'm sitting in the sunshine all day. Like, you know, we're not all created equal. Sorry. This is just how it is. Be a reasonable human being and realize where you fit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Am I wrong here? Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't give a shit. You call the show. 646-450-2012. You call me and you tell me what you think about this. Meanwhile, my light ass, which probably weighs under 10 stones, is going to enjoy the comfort of an antique rocking chair. And you can't stop me. It was made for me. A man has opened up a bar for squirrels. Who is this weirdo? Many people have taken up new hobbies during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, we have. Many people are baking bread, tie-dyeing, doing puzzles. Some bad music is being created. You know that, guys. Dave Hunchak decided he would go rather squirrely. <laughs> He's a retired engineer. He's lived with his wife and his two children on a property southeast of Saskatoon. Ooh, Saskatoon. What a fun word. In that time, he's cultivated a friendship with the local squirrels. Oh, really? He said they have all types, including Richardson ground squirrels, 13-lined squirrels, and Franklin's ground squirrels. I don't even know that there was different types of squirrels, guys. <laughs> I had no idea. I just thought it was just one squirrel. Eh, it's a squirrel. Like rats, right? There's just one rat. I'm like, that's a rat. There's just one rat. You don't, you know, nature doesn't work like that, though, Jonesy, right? There's tons and tons of different kinds of everything. It was Franklin's ground squirrels that really grabbed his attention. Hunchak says, they are so inquisitive, these squirrels. They just jump into my lap looking for some peanuts. He believes there are five or six of them living on his property. Wow. Well, Mr. Hunchak was inspired to build a little bar for the squirrels. <laughs> a little bar for the squirrels. What do, what do squirrels drink? He went to his wood shop and he built them some little stools. He had seen other people doing it online. He really enjoyed the pictures of squirrels enjoying their snacks in human scenarios. Then COVID-19 arrived and brought with it the inspiration. He called it his one-star saloon. I started building it early into the pandemic. I put it... In, I put in probably over 100 hours of this thing. Huh. Hunchak, the engineer, used a combination of textiles to build his squirrel saloon. He built it. He built a lot of it by hand in his wood shop, but then used a 3D printer for some items, like a wine bottle. Hunchak said that when he put the 3D printed items out the first time, they melted in the heat, so he had to recreate them with a stronger compound. Ooh, the challenges of building a small squirrel saloon. Once the bar was built, it was time to let the doors swing open for its first customer. Opening day happened to coincide with the launch of Phase 3 of the area's reopening plan, which allowed bars and restaurants to open. Ooh, coincidentally. The Squirrel Bar opened at the same time as the other bars. Tell you the truth, during this pandemic, I would rather share a bar with some squirrels rather than humans. I don't trust them. Hunchak said it only took 15 minutes for the first squirrel to arrive. Really? <laughs> Man, you got a great relationship with the squirrel. What did you put in there that attracts the squirrels? 
but the visit didn't go, the visit did not go as planned. He wanted to create the kind of place where you could just throw your peanut shells on the floor. But his first few customers grabbed the peanuts and then ran off. Oh, I guess they didn't hang out in in there. He goes that. He goes, then I put down peanut butter, and they would stay in place long enough for me to take a picture. The proof is in the peanut butter. Hunchak says the squirrels are trying to follow physical distancing <laughs> rules because they don't like other squirrels being in the saloon at the same time. However, there have, however, there have been a couple of bar fights when the two of them came into at the same time. Uh, fumbling over this, but apologize. In total, Hunchak thinks the project cost him around $200 to build the squirrel saloon. <laughs> he said it was money well spent. Because ended, he ended up with photos that make people smile. As for his wife, the squirrels are interrupting her gardening time, apparently. Ooh, thanks for the update on uh, Hunchak's family's chores. Hunchak said he has had to pause building any more sets for the time being. Instead, he's busy installing a barricade around his wife's garden. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> you got to be pretty damn bored to build a squirrel bar, i got to tell you. This COVID, man, it puts you in a strange position. Who knows what people are doing out there? I mean, the most strangest, I'd imagine, the strangest and weirdest inventions are coming out of this COVID um, and, and out of the isolation. Just weird, weird art being made. Strange things like bars for rodents. You guys, have you guys made anything strange? Anything weird? Call the show. I would love to hear. Send me pictures or a video. Funnyjones at gmail.com. 646-450-2012 if you'd like the number as well to just call me Share something. Share something. Ah, yes, my fellow friends. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of Via the AF News. We appreciate your ears today. <laughs> How's my German doing? Doing all right, guys? I've been having fun with some accents lately. Please forgive me. Some of them are terrible. Uh, you know, I don't know. I get bored, man. I got to do something. Uh, listen, thanks for the reviews. Thanks for the emails. I appreciate everybody. Um, still haven't received, I need, I need some reviews, guys. You know, I'm going to sing the review like I did in last week's episode. If you didn't hear that, it's hilarious. So I'm going to sing reviews. Leave me a review and tell me what genre you want me to sing it in. And I'm all for it. All right. Go to Amazon or iTunes. Uh, that's where the review, most of the reviews will be happening. Although if you send me, I check those regularly. If you send me a review on another platform, just screenshot it and email it to me, funnyjones at gmail.com. I'll give you a shout out and I'll sing your review on the show. I think that's going to be a fun thing. Um, or maybe you hate my singing and, and therefore you don't want to do that. And, and I totally understand that as well. But we're going for laughs here, guys, more than anything. We're going for laughs. I'm not trying to cut an album here. I'm not trying to go for a Grammy. I'm just trying to have a good time, all right? That's what this is all about. Have a good time. Have a laugh. Be a distraction to the world because the world is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, you guys can reach out to me and, and tell me how nutty the world is and your life is. Um, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. That also happens to be my PayPal if you want to send me a one-time donation to get a cup of coffee. How about that? Um, on Instagram, at funnyjones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. On Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. These are the places you can reach out to your man. Who's the man with the master plan? Who's the man? Who's the man? Check out my Patreon, guys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. You can get bonus episodes, other things that might tickle your weird funny bone. Your weird bone. Your weird bone. Do you want your weird bone tickled? <laughs> oh, man. I need some sleep. Uh, I want to thank those of you who called me, especially Michael and, and Finn. 
Longtime fans of the show, supporting the show. Appreciate that. You guys can call anytime. Anybody can call. It's a free country. 646-450-2012. I love y'all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Eddie. Yeah, you. Eddie Ray Brewster. This is Michael from Iowa City, and I've asked Jonesy to give me a moment at the end of the show to thank you for the lovely words that you had to say uh, when the letter that you wrote to Jonesy um, was read by him when you joined the Patreon. You uh, helped him out by, by joining and helping to support him financially, and you went so far as to mention me as one of the fans of him, and you said such nice things about me. I just had to ask Jonesy for a moment to um, be able to say thank you for all of the nice things that you said. I really appreciate that. You touched my heart with that, and I truly, truly appreciate that. Um, very, very kind words from you. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, it uh, costs us nothing when we uh, help someone else out when I put out the word to the word AF family to see if they could help Jonesy by supporting him financially when COVID struck and he was out of work because he couldn't do his uh, shows, you know, that cost me nothing but the time of a phone call and a few words, heartfelt words from um, my, my own mind and my heart to express that to the listeners to see if they could help support him because he brings such joy into our lives. I know I welcome into my home every day um, by listening to the show and he brings me joy and laughter and just, you know, relief from the doldrums of everyday life. Uh, I think I've mentioned before for sure that I'm legally blind and I'm home most of the time. And so I really appreciate what he does for me. And I wouldn't ask anything of the weird AF family that I wouldn't do myself by, you know, supporting him. And when I mentioned his birthday and could the, the listeners help support him, you know, by sending them a gift or a card or something like that, that's, again, something that I wouldn't ask for if I wasn't doing it myself. So, Eddie, thank you so much for your kind words, and I'm glad your voices in your feet uh, are, are liking me as well. Uh, that uh, touched my heart and soul, and I really appreciate that. Kindness is uh, something that costs us nothing, and it's a good place for all of us to start. So thank you so much, and welcome to the Weird AF family. God bless you all. Hey, Jonesy. Uh, it's Ben. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I was listening to your to Monday's episode and hearing uh, your, thing, uh, your thing you were uh, reading a uh, review. Uh, it gave you five stars, actually. And was and he was talking about how you were talking about maybe once this whole COVID thing is over, coming to all, to all of the weirdos' houses and like crashing on their couch. And I wanted to let you know that you'd be perfectly welcome in my home. I live quite a ways away, though. Uh, I'm not gonna say where I live, but I live quite a ways away. Um, it's gonna take a lot of gas. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would be perfectly happy for you to crash in my house, and I would make you the best brownies on the planet. Got that, Jonesy? All right.